Welcome to the Creative South Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Today, the boys from Masio, Jarrett Patterson, Corey Haggard, and Peter Del Tondo, hop on the mics to chat with me. If you're not familiar with Masio, they're a full-service product design agency with remote roots and have worked with the likes of Weebly and Simply Hired. We talk about the pros and cons of running a remote agency, their four-day work week, and the importance of creating a work-life balance for their team. All right after this. Are you ready to explore your creativity and meet a ton of new friends while you're doing it? Then head over to creativesouth.com right now and get your Creative South tickets. Join us April 6th through 9th in Columbus, Georgia for Creative South, where you come as friends and leave as family. If you like the podcast and want to help support us, head over to patreon.com slash creativesouth. Every dollar helps us cover hosting costs, upgrade equipment, and keep the podcast going. Plus, when you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else, Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts, and you could even get your own podcast episode. So please, help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creativesouth. So if you guys are ready, I am. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Guys, thank you uh, for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. So um, I'm trying to figure out where to start since I got uh, three people on the line. Uh, why don't you guys go around the table and uh, introduce yourselves? We'll start with Jarrett. Oh, right. Well, that's who I am. I'm Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett Patterson, actually a managing partner at Masio. <laughs> Um, and the official crown drinker there. So, <laughs> Corey. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm Corey Haggard, uh, another managing partner here at Masio and head of design. Um, been working with Jarrett now for, oh man, way too long. It's a bromance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a bromance. Uh, I've been working with Jarrett now for about 10 to 12 years. Uh, did a little bit of freelance work, uh, design freelance and development freelance work with Barrett before we started Masio. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, built this crew in 2014, uh, August to be exact. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked with how, how things are going here. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's what I do here. Yes. Gotcha. And Peter. Awesome. My name is Peter Deltondo. I am the design director here at Masio. And uh, since my daughter just turned one on Sunday, that means my Yay! one year is going to be here in, a, in three weeks because uh, that's, that's when I joined on. So it's been uh, an awesome year, awesome adventure. I love working with these guys and what we do. And uh, you know, We're not paying you anymore. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, my reviews. Wait, by so by we'll any more, do you mean you're not giving him more money or you have stopped paying him? <laughs> I kind of like that second one you said. I kind of kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Peter, congratulations on your one year anniversary and for keeping a hu- another human being alive for an right. Entire- it's not it's not her birthday party. It's a celebration that your parents kept you alive for the first year. Yeah. yeah. Well, after that first year, it's a celebration that your parents haven't killed you. So <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's what I always tell my kids. You know, be thankful we're not lions because I would have ate you a long time ago. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Jared, how old are your kids? Oh, okay. Now you're going to put me on the spot. Uh, yeah. 16. I have a son that's 16 and a daughter that's 11. And uh, my son's a huge, avid gamer. 
Mm-hmm. And my daughter is a huge uh, arts and craft person. And so they kind of got the a little bit of, you know, of me in them, like a whole lot of the me in them, <laughs> uh, which is a scary thing. They're both book smart and are good in school, which means they got a lot of that from my wife because I wasn't. <laughs> so. gotcha. But that's okay. Yeah, they pretty much have stopped coming to me for anything math related outside of fifth grade, anything that has like a uh, fraction or some letter in the equation, they know not to talk to me. So. Yeah. As math is about numbers. I don't, I get very confused when I see letters in it. Yeah. Once I run out of fingers, I'm pretty much hopeless. So, yeah. Yeah. so. Corey, how old's uh, yours? Uh, he is 19 months. So 19 months. Yeah. He'll be uh two in, uh, in November. So, um, man, he's a handful. He's definitely a handful, but, uh, the joys of being a parent, <laughs> you know, the, the it's because night. he's a ginger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We call him the little devil. No. <laughs> he really is though. <laughs> Just wait. He's going to, he's going to really embrace that name soon. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> when they start um, developing the, the longer they go, the more personality and defiance that develops. Oh Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, defiance is it's, it can be funny sometimes too. You try, not oh to, yeah, you try not to laugh as a parent, but uh, you can't help it. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's just hilarious because you just you're amazed at what they're trying to get away with, and then you remember what you tried to get away with when you were younger, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Now I remember why I used to do that. <laughs> yeah, I um, the older I get, the more I realize what a little <laughs> shit I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wasn't a little one. I was a big one. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I grew into a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I progressed. <laughs> my wife would say nothing's changed, so that's okay. <laughs> my, my wife would probably say the same thing. <laughs> so, um, Jared, why don't you give me uh, kind of the background of how, you know, Mossio started? Oh boy. Okay. I'm I'm diving right into it. I wouldn't even make it a second. Yeah, let me hold on. Let me pull out the history book here. Hang on just a sec. Okay, page one. Back in nineteen seventy four when I was born. No, I'm kidding. Uh Masio, like Corey kinda of mentioned earlier, uh started in August of twenty fourteen. Uh, and the idea basically came about uh kind of a built up for over the course of the years. I mean, Corey and I, like he mentioned, we've been working together ten, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Uh, collaborating, doing things like that. And uh, I'd say probably for a year or so, we kind of, he went into, <clears throat> he moved up to Denver away from a company that we worked for together and kind of communication kind of got a little stagnant there because we were both really busy doing our thing. And then uh, sure. I reached out to him uh, probably close to the beginning of 2014 or, or thereabouts and was like, hey man, you know, what's going on? And he's like, you know, we just picked up instantly, which was really cool. And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, look, you know, I'm tired doing this. I know you're tired doing your thing and we need to do our own thing. He's like, I've got five clients lined up right now, ready to go. Let's do it. And, uh, and so we kind of started planning the process and everything like that. And, and come August, we decided to pull the switch and go full ledge agency, uh, which was an exciting thing. I mean, I, my wife was freaking out. Uh, and so I told her, don't worry, this is just side work. You know, uh, we're going to go out to California meet with these clients and, uh, but I'm just keeping my full-time job. There's nothing to worry about security. Don't worry. You're good. Uh, I call her from California and say, babe, I just quit my job. 
and I'm going to do this full time. And but I had and that buffer. She said, you know, "Don't come home." Well, there's a good buffer between Texas and California, so I knew she couldn't get to me quickly. <laughs> yeah, so I was I at least had time to run if I had to. Uh, but she she trusted me, and she knew that the the first initial clients we had basically sustained the company literally for a year or longer. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know we had that buffer there. So. And that's basically how Masio kind of started. Uh, we, Corey and I both took uh, what we felt the process needed to be, what we want to see in the company. Mm-hmm. And, and by no means is it perfect. And it's, it's a, you know, we're continually building it and learning as we go. But I would say that, we're, at least for me, I'm pretty stoked. And, you know, how humble I am. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty stoked that we created something that's pretty amazing in my opinion. And I think, uh, so far everybody that we've had work for us, even though some haven't worked out, uh, have said that, uh, the process that we have in place is pretty spectacular. And they actually, we've had some people actually leave the company, move on to other companies and have taken our process with them, uh, and have used it at, at other companies, which is, it, it just is a, Another way of confirming that, uh, you know, we're doing something right. Uh, at least that's the way I see it. Uh, gotcha. And, you know, and that's pretty much where we're at. We've hired on, you know, we've hired on, we've had some people in the past that have worked out and that, you know, that have moved on. We've had some that haven't worked out. We've, you know, we've learned that as, as a company ourselves, uh, hiring and how to hire better people. And, uh, and then we threw that all out the window when we met Peter. And we say, you know what? We're going to play blackjack. And, uh, and if we get to a 15, I don't know whether or not to hit it or not. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything, Jared. No, go ahead. Jared's uh, <laughs> also in charge of HR. So. Yeah, that's that's a check tape statement right there. Uh, well, it's very difficult to report yourself to HR. Just remember that. Well, so. that, that's, the, that's the great part. So uh, I can say whatever I want normally, but, uh, and also Peter's the only one of you that's in a very liberal state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very true. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so we, we, we basically threw everything out the window and brought Peter on without really, you know, I'm just kidding. No, we, we did our research on him. I was, uh, we brought Peter on, um, uh, and since then, you know, he's really helped out the company as well. He's kind of a, uh, you know, third hand to the company, if you want to say that, sure. Uh, which is, has been really awesome. Uh, we've been very fortunate with Peter and, um, when we brought him on, it was kind of a rebuilding stage for us as well. We, uh, Oh God, there they go. Hang on. Bob's <laughs> up, bro. Yeah. Corey, you talk for a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> so while he's containing the dogs, Corey, you know, how, how, how did you guys kind of define your roles, um, especially transitioning from working for other people to, you know, working for yourselves? Well, I think that's kind of a, I think it just all boils down to your entrepreneurship spirit that, you know, everybody has in them as designers. And I, and I really, truly, truly, truly believe that everyone, every designer out there has that entrepreneurial spirit where, they want to build their own products. They want to do their own thing. They want to do their own agency. They want to be freelancers. They don't want to be tied down and work for somebody. Um, sure. And so, um, you know, when when Jared and I started talking about Masio and how we were going to build it, and, and you know, 
how we were going to run things. Um, you know, every, both of us both have our very strong points in our eyes. Um, you know, my strong point being design, uh, and his strong point being, uh, development, even though we're both, both very adverse in, uh, design and development. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we needed to set roles there. We needed to set the, we needed to set the roles. And so, um, you know, we decided that both of us were going to take on business aspects of, of the company. Both of us were very business strong folk. And, uh, we had, you know, we had the same vision as to where to take Masio. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of, you know, who's going to have the upper hand in the business or who's going to have, you know, uh, more things to do on their plate. It's, it was more of, um, let's split this up and, and let's do everything 50, 50, like let's run everything, you know, you know, you 50%, me 50%, we'll divide it right down the middle and we'll just take on tasks and we'll just make sure that they're done and we'll, we'll start building the best team that we can possibly build. And so, you know, when we first started Masio, it was a lot of, um, I mean, we, like Jarrett said, we had a lot of projects right off the bat, which really made it difficult to, to do any kind of business things. I mean, that kind of fell by the wayside. And so it was a lot of man hours that we had to put in even after hours, you know, um, sure. not, not being able to spend time with our family as much as we wanted to, um, and redoing, you know, like, you know, doing things that, that we necessarily didn't want to do, uh, like being on the phone with accountants and being on the phone with Ugh. state attorney <laughs> and, you know, trying to figure out what our tax rates are and, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, HR built up and, and how we're going to, how we're going to do payroll and things like that. And you wonder why I drink so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it kind of just fell into the role that, you know, both of us were going to handle, handle the business aspect of things. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I just really love about Jarrett being my business partner and being my partner in crime is that like, if there's something that, that needs to be done and he knows that I'm busy, he's going to take care of it and vice versa. Like if there's something that needs to be done and he's busy, I'm going to jump on it and take care of it. And that, that's just, that's just true quality of, of, of great business and great partnership is, is being able to rely on that other person. And so, um, you know, both of us kind of handle the managing aspects of the business. And then, uh, every one of, you know, both of us have our hands in every single project that, that comes in, uh, you know, whether it's for, you know, quality assurance or, or, you know, getting into the project ourselves. I mean, we both still work on projects every day. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we work with clients very, very closely to make sure that, you know, Masio quality is being met through and through. And, um, you know, Jared, Jared and I even have our own clients that we're working with, right? Right now we're working with Weebly and we are, both of us are working on that project at the same time. And so, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs like to think that, oh, I'm just going to build this company and I'm just going to let it go on autopilot. Um, and you know, in some cases you can do that. I mean, some cases Mm -hmm. definitely can do that. Um, but most cases, you know, you, you still have to run that company far, far, far into its life cycle. And, um, and that's just a proving factor of right now. I mean, Jarrett and I are are very, very, very hands-on, uh, in everything that happens in Masio and, and, um, you know, and I, and I, I, I love that I have a business partner that I can rely on. Right. So, you know, you guys mentioned that before starting Masa, you'd kind of worked together on and off for the better part of a decade in some form or fashion. Um, you know, I, I imagine with that, you guys kind of have developed a second hand. Um, when you're having to, 
I'm going to put out a scenario there because I know I've done this because my wife and I are both designers. So when we work on stuff together, you know, we just we'll have conversations with each other. And then when we have to pass stuff on to a vendor, we forget that they weren't in the room with us or something like that. And we forget maybe to tell them something that we've talked about because the two of us have collaborated on so much. Have you found that, especially since you guys work remotely, that that's been an issue or? I'd say sometimes, <clears throat> maybe sometimes. not so much. But <laughs> sometimes I would say, <laughs> I don't want to say so much with with clients uh, because the way we operate, we actually meet face-to-face with clients daily. Sure. Uh, but I would say with team members sometimes, Corey and I have such a, we're so used to our process that we will screen share and design together. Uh, on the same computer basically and mm-hmm. we'll put things together and we'll also for instance we'll give something to peter and we'll say hey wireframe this out and people and uh, peter will start wireframing it and then you'll have something completed we'll be reviewing it and then Corey and i'll start looking at it and before we know you know Corey and i've already got out an entire color comp for that without including <laughs> peter into the process because that's just the way we work and and Peter helps remind us to bring them in so he can learn kind of our thinking and stuff like that. But yeah, there, there are several times that Corey and I will just, we'll kind of get into that, that mode and we'll just uh, start pushing things out and we'll forget to include uh, some of the teams. And then we'll, a lot of times we'll post it into uh, our Slack channel or something like, like that. And it'll be like a completed piece and everybody, you know, it's like, sometimes I wonder (laughs) What the other team members are thinking, like, what happened? Well, it's, it's kind of funny. I remember when then. I first came on, um, I, I joked around with the guys because I, I think in the first month uh, of joining the team, we all flew out to uh, Atlanta to work at the Atlanta Tech Village uh, on a project together. Oh, yeah. And I remember telling uh, Jared, I was like, man, I keep messaging Corey and I don't hear from him for like two hours and it's driving me bonkers. And, and then like once I saw him work in person – Mm-hmm. I just realized Corey is like one of those beautiful mind people that just sits down and I'm watching Slack notifications like pop up in his corner and he has, it's like the baseball pitcher that can see nothing but the catcher's mitt and he's so laser focused and it was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Like, and I just understood that's, that's how, you know, he works and how, how Jared is on, on some things. And like, once we do that, now I just spam, you know, gifts to get their attention for a minute um, <laughs> you know, when I need it. But like, that, that's part of the difficulty of, of learning different ways to work together when you're remote and not all in an office and you can like tap somebody on the shoulder and, you know, start working together on something. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so that's another question. Sorry, go ahead. And no, I mean, I just wanted to add a point that, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that, he, you know, that want to start their own business, right? For instance, and they're trying to, sure. to move away from either being in a product company or, or being, you know, or, or they, or they want to go to an agency or something like that. And it's, it's kind of different. Um, or stop working for an engineering firm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like somebody wants to do a podcast all, all the time and doesn't want to work for that engineering firm anymore. I mean, I don't want to mention anything, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like that. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, I was just throwing that out there. But yeah, I mean, it is it is difficult, like especially if you're going into an, an environment where you kind of you know you you have the the, the business weight on your shoulders. Right. And sure. You have a lot of people's livelihoods based off of your actions and, and, you know, how, how you, how you handle your, your day-to-day operation. And so, um, you know, it, 
it's a lot different from from working for somebody for like a you know nine to five or a forty hour work week where you mm-hmm. you know you have that stopping point you you know at five o'clock you're done right um, but uh, you know with 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 me whenever I mean at least with me whenever I kind of built this company with Jared it was like you know even at five o'clock it was like okay well I still have four more hours of work to do. You know, and Mm -hmm. so you try to get as much done and and you try to train your brain to block out distraction. And and even as, you know, as the team grew and grew and grew and grew, it took me a while to kind of realize that, like, you know, these notifications that I'm getting aren't from distractions. They're from people that are depending on, you know, an answer or they're depending on some sort of action or something like that. And so, um, you know, it's just part of that entrepreneurial balance that you have to have to have, you know, a lot of people talk about a work-life balance, but it's like a, you know, an entrepreneurial balance where you have employees and you have a team that's kind of helping you achieve your goals. Um, sure. You have to include them, you know, even, even you have to include them without having them as a distraction. And, and that's something that took me a while to get used to as well. It's like, you know, it's not really a distraction. It's more so like the, the team coming, the team coming together for a common goal. Yeah, I think the I think the big big thing is with a lot of companies uh, to kind of go off what Corey said uh, is you know Corey and I still are really heavily into still doing the job ourselves, so we're just mm-hmm. not running the business. If we're just running the business, then it'd be easier to say, "Oh, hey, you know, look, there's a Slack message, and he answered. Hey, I need to do that. Hey, I need to do that." But uh, when your head's down, like Corey's is a lot of time, and he's he's full blown into design. Uh, or me in development or whatever, then sometimes it is harder to get to those Slack messages, uh, which Peter mentioned, he's kind of learning kind of how we do our thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it does make it a little bit harder. I mean, uh, cause you do have to have that balance whenever you're heavily involved with client work too. Um, I think that's what makes us so much different than other agencies. I mean, um, I still remember my application when I came in, like, I think I wrote something, saying I'm, I'm kind of sick of being a creative director and not doing the work I love and enjoy anymore. And I just, I don't care about titles. I just want to roll up my sleeves and get dirty again and like make stuff. And then they're like, Oh, well, we're kind of looking for somebody to lead the team too. And I was like, eh. <laughs> but I still get to work on projects and knowing that the owners here work on the projects. Like I have, I had so much more respect for the company. And I think our clients see that too, that, um, you know, we're, we're all still working professionals, um, mm. in, in our industry and, and with our clients and we're not the hands-off managers, uh, directors or owners that have stopped doing the work for 10 years and are out of touch with stuff. The fact that everybody is still doing things and it's such a high caliber uh, of quality, I think that's what leads our team to do, uh, you know, work that is beyond a lot of other agencies um, and you know, I, I think we, we look at ourselves as being in, in a, a circle with a lot of the, the best people out there. And it's, I, I think largely because we still do the work ourselves and, and work with our team and, uh, are constantly looking to, to grow and expand together. Sure. So, you know, Peter, from, you know, having known you for a while, um, before you joined the Masio team, um, how is, um, how has working for these guys um, been different than the other companies you've worked for in the past? Oh, well, he's, I'll answer that. He's a better person for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, I, I think in, in so many ways, it's just, it's overall 
it's overall happiness of stuff. I remember mm. as soon as I came on, I mean, I ran my own business for two years. And when I came in, it was like, holy cow, this is all the same things I did. And so many things that were a hundred times better. And, you know, it's going back to that, that process, how we work together, quality of work and all that. But it's, it's little things. I mean, the, the collaboration and respect we have with our team, the quality of work that we do, um, the process, uh, like Jared kind of said, the work-life balance. I mean, I've been here now for a year. I have never worked a night. I have never worked a weekend. Uh, we have completed all of our projects in a timely manner. We have not had any fire drills. Like we, we just do things and we kind of do it the right way. And I don't feel like I'm, you know, call it working for the man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, j- Jason, you and I have had this conversation on the side, so I'm obviously not brown nosing here, but it's just it's <laughs> such a it's such a different feeling when you know you just feel like you're kind of working with your buddies and producing fantastic quality work, and not I don't know better when you're just I don't know I, I I still think at my old job I would never see my wife and daughter like I would be a part of their lives maybe on the weekend if I didn't get called in for a project or something. Sure. Uh, Cause I, I was working, you know, 70 to a, I think I capped at like 110 hours one week and, and that's just crazy. And so to see my family in the morning, to spend time with them every day in the evening. And, and I've had these guys message me if they saw me on, cause I'm in the zone and liking a project. They were like, we're going to remove your access to Slack if you don't get off and stop working. Like that's <laughs> the environment and culture that we have. And uh, I think because our people are well rested and the creative juices are flowing, we work efficiently and we have a super happy team and great retention with our, our staff. And that's, that's very different. Gotcha. So Jarrett, for, for you guys, you know, Peter mentioned work-life balance and things like that, or actually I should probably direct this to Corey since every picture of him, I don't think Corey actually works cause I always see him on a boat somewhere. Oh, yeah. Um, so how are you guys? I know that boat has Wi-Fi out there in the ocean, but I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you guys, um, personally, you know, finding that work-life balance where it's not taking away from your wife and kids and. Well, I think Corey's got it nailed. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Never leave water. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a fine line to draw, right? Because, um, Everybody needs to have that reset, and, and it doesn't matter whether it's it's a boat or whether it's fishing or whatever it's snowboarding in the Rockies or whatever the case may be. Like everybody has to have that. I just noticed you listed all of the things that you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm in I'm in Houston, so the most I so there's literally nothing I can do except for crack an egg and fry it on the driveway. So that's pretty much. What are you talking about? February, you can go to the rodeo. Oh, that's true. That's true. Seriously? And oh. I'm sorry, dude. You're an hour and a half away from the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, let's clarify what my water looks like, okay? Oh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I was saying it looks like toilet water, not to be mean. <laughs> well, it's not far from it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it. It pretty much is. You swim in that, you've got some, like, like skin-eating disease or something. It's really yeah. horrible. It doesn't Galveston look like what Corey goes out in. Galveston Beach is so beautiful. Oh, God. No, it's it's one of the few beaches you got to wear your shoes on all the time or else you're going to cut your foot open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, the work-life balance, I mean, no matter what you do in your life, you know, for work, um, having that work-life balance is super, super, super important. It's critical for you to find that, right? And so, 
even even after long tireless nights of you know coding or, or designing or whatever the case may be for our own internal stuff that that I do or that Jared does, it's important to find that that time to to unwind. It's important to find that time to you know reset your mind and and, and refocus your efforts onto something else um, because. Uh, if you don't, you us as designers and, and us as developers and things like that and creators, we get burnt out um, and we get burnt yeah. out very, very quickly. And um, that's no good for anybody. It's not good for clients. It's not good for your employer. It's not good for, for you. It's not good for your family. Um, and so, you know, it, it's essential to kind of find that, that work-life balance and, and make sure that you do find time in there in your busy schedule um, every day to kind of have that, you know, that time with your family or that time to do your hobby or that time to, to just unwind and not, not speak to anybody or a client or whatever. Um, it's sure. always good to, ha- always good to find that time. So, you know, in our, in our time, you know, that we have here at Masio, you know, we kind of built Masio on the core value of like, you know, family time is, is much more important than the work that you're doing here. Um, and that goes for everybody that that's not just for Jared or I, or, I mean, it goes for everybody. I mean, um, Masio comes secondary to everything that, that, you know, Peter has going on or David has going on or Philip has going on or Jared or any, any, anybody else that works here. It's, it's secondary. The client work is all secondary. Um, you know, having them refreshed as teammates and having them refreshed as family members is way more important than the dollar value that, you know, we bring in. And so, it, it's, I mean, we do look at everyone, everybody that everyone on our team is our family. And, you know, it's, it's very important that they have that reset. They have that work-life balance. And so, you know, we make sure to tell them that, you know, we work at sustainable pace and, you know, don't work over your eight hours. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't break your back. Do you, you are a designer for a reason. You're a designer Mm -hmm. because you love it. You have a passion for it. You're a developer because you love it and you have a passion for it. Um, If if you're breaking your back and you're outworking yourself and you're not enjoying life, um, that passion fades out. And at that point, you know you're (laughs) you're not doing anybody good, you know, in that state. And so, um, you know, it's definitely one of our core values to to always work at a sustainable pace. And always find that time for family. Always find that time for yourself to kind of unwind and, and you know reset your brain so that um, you're a better designer, you're a better developer, and ultimately you're a better person. Well, gotcha. I think one of the things that has been so helpful for us with that is the fact that uh, we work on a four-day work week. So I was we, about we to ask about on, that. Yeah, we only work on client work uh, Monday through Thursday. And we reserve Friday for our own team's internal needs, uh, you know, team building and, and, and just, you know, getting to know each other. I mean, even though we don't talk every day, you still <laughs> have that relationship. Um, and so, you know, we'll we launched our new website by working on it on Fridays. We, um, you know, work on, uh, products or, or case studies and those case studies bring us new work, which is fantastic. And it's done out of the, the passion projects of either clients we want to work with or products we would like to exist. And, uh, you know, we might do education. I've, I'm a designer, but I want to brush up on coding. So I've been on code school, you know, for about half of my Fridays. And uh, for me, that is so important and so valuable because Friday is almost like that 
that day I always needed on Saturday, where I needed to shut off work, sit down and make something really cool or or grow as a person, as a designer, and, and dedicate that time at the cost of family time on the weekend. And so for mm-hmm. me, I get that that fed on Friday. And, you know, as a team, we get to grow and, and, and be better and then kind of shut off on the weekend. Like I might still do something because this is what we love to do, but I don't do it out of the same necessity where I, I had to get that fix on the weekend and, and we get to enjoy life with our families. And that's, that's so important. Sure. So, you know, with doing that, you know, so you, you take Fridays for yourself uh, or I'd say for yourself for work on company only stuff, not client work, not things Correct. like that. Yeah, we but, don't freelance but, on Fridays. But, but some, some way bettering the team. Um, I, I, I'm wondering how, since y'all are remote and, and, and I do want to touch on that here in a second of how that team building stuff works in that fashion since like i said since you are remote well i mean uh it's a good question uh we do have <laughs> ways of monitoring on our end we kind of monitor the same way we do our our day-to-day sure uh everybody's in slack and uh you know we continue even on fridays we do we do our stand-ups and on google our, our, yeah and our, our general communications uh and a lot of times uh, actually most of the time everybody's involved in, in, uh, like whatever they're working on. Like if Peter's doing some coding or he's doing, you know, some videos or things like that, or he's doing up, uh, some documentation for Masio or things like that. He's constantly sharing that inside the Slack channel too. So, uh, and generally everybody's doing that. So they're constantly sharing what they're working on. So we are able to see that they are actually doing some level of work. Uh, and we so- also are very open to, you know, we, we're very, I don't like to use it because it's such a cliche word now, but transparent in the fact that, uh, you know, if, if people need to step out, they need to go do something, they need to step out for an hour or something like that, family things or, or whatever, then just update the Slack channel and let us know. And Corey and I are very open about that. And, and cause we do it ourselves when we say, you know, as long as you let us know where you're going, like you're stepping out, you don't have to tell us what you're doing, but just, yeah, cause everybody out. knows doctors don't work on our schedule. They still, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and sometimes the restroom doesn't either. So you might be in a- <laughs> Well, Jared, that's really nice of you um, that you allow your uh, employees, and yeah. I'm going to say that in the sarcastic version, um, to go to the bathroom. That, that's, that, oh, yeah. that's that's big of you. It, it is. It is. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> Peter's going for an hour in this. So we, so we have to uh, take that into consideration, you know. Oh, and, poor uh, Peter and his IBS. Oh, yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so that's why we, we don't really – want to know what you're doing but just let us know especially if you're in the bathroom for (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly i I think like for the team building aspect of our friday is that like you know we treat our internal projects just like we would any external project right and so um every every internal project is is treated just like a client like we would treat a client um you know there's there's uh okay so that's that's what i was curious about because and and not to cut you off but generally you know Generally, we're our own worst clients. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know, we're our we're our worst critics too. And so, you know, it's <laughs> with having with having the structure of internal projects set up as as um, as clients, right? As as we would treat any client, um, you know, we we have standups even on Friday. You know, like mm-hmm. what is the team working on? Um, and most of the time, 
we have one internal project happening um, at any given time, right? And so uh, right now we're working on on a really new exciting project, uh, and the whole team is working on it. And so everybody, you know, it has its own Trello board because that's what we use for internal or external projects. Uh, we use sure. Trello for, you know, project management and task lists. And so internal projects are no different. I mean, they have their own Trello board. They have their own task list. They have uh, their own repos. They have, you know, if we're doing development on on anything internal, like it still has to go through uh, internal review. And everybody is working on that one project on Friday to, um, you know, be better designers, uh, be better team members, uh, be better leaders. And, you know, so that's, that's ultimately what we try to convey on our Fridays is that, you know, if we have something going on that is Masio related or it's internal project, um, you know, we want you to, to help the team, you know, be a team player and help the team, you know, get closer to that common goal of releasing it, um, whether it's open source software, or whether it's, you know, internal tools that we use as a team, uh, mm-hmm. you know, be that team player to help with that integral piece to, to make that happen. And so um, if we don't have anything internal going on, um, you know, pick something that you, that you're super passionate about and, and work on it, whether it's, you know, learning a new development language um, mm-hmm. or learning new design techniques or new design software, or um, for instance, like David, he's, he's been, you know, spending the last couple of weeks really, really digging into um, after, after effects animation and principal animation and atomic animation. And so, um, you know, that helps him. I mean, as he's learning that on Friday, it helps him contribute to our team because he can integrate that of what he learned into our client projects. So he sure. can integrate that stuff. And so it really helps us as a team. Everybody that does something to contribute to Masio as a core team on Fridays or, mm-hmm. or themselves, it ultimately contributes back to the whole entire team because they can use what they've learned, the knowledge that they've learned on that Friday or previous. And then Friday. it's passing on that knowledge. I mean, I, I was on uh, Screen Hero with David for like an hour and a half last week. And we were working together and he was sharing all this information on how to animate a, a shot for dribble in principle. And we were working through different techniques and tweaking things that I probably would have gotten frustrated having to read through tutorials and, you know, make all these fine tweaks, but we were able to work together and, you know, that brings us closer together as teammates too. And, and it's so great to do that on Friday and everybody's sharing the little, like little things that make us all better as a team. Gotcha. So, so Jared, you know, well, I guess Jared or Corey on this, since do do you ever get to a point where you see that a teammate is, you know, really interested in something, but they're not push, necessarily pushing themselves or you see something that you think that they would be really good at where you politely tell them you really need to follow up on that? <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, we have performance reviews that we do. We actually just cut our 30 and nine our 30 and 60 day performance reviews and we do 90 day reviews now. Um, but you know, we, we try to do performance reviews as, as much as possible. Um, sure. and Jarrett and I are very, very open with our team. Um, if there's something that we feel that Peter needs to work on or Philip needs to work on or anybody that's a part of our team that they need to work on, 
um, we'll coach them to, to be to be a better designer or we'll coach them to be a better developer or we'll push them to to reach their limit right um, so and what's really good about our team members um, is that you know they're not afraid to push their own limits um, Peter sure. is no exception to the rule um, and neither is David or, or anybody else that's a part of our team I mean they're they're always pushing new boundaries uh, they're pushing new boundaries internally um, and they're pushing new boundaries as team members. And so it's a quality that we look for uh, when we go through the hiring process is like, how motivated are they to push the boundary? How motivated are they to color outside of the lines? Um, how motivated are they to innovate? And, and, you know, how motivated are they to be a better person, and a better designer? And so um, if we can answer a solid question of, of how motivated they are, um, you know, then, then they become, uh, you know, they move up the ranks in our hiring ladder. And so sure, we don't really have well, so, a problem. Of- so, so I guess where I was going with that wasn't so much in the review process or in the being critical of what they're not doing or need, need to perform better at. But when, when you're doing those, you know, Fridays for yourself and you, you see somebody who's say Peter's been talking about, he won't. It's going to be a bad example, um, but he wants to take up cross stitching because we all know how much Peter loves cross stitching. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't even just, know what cross stitching. Yeah, just say twerk dancing. <laughs> there we go. There we go. If Peter wants to practice his twerking skills, yeah, this is a real um, scenario. But he keeps holding himself back. Just I don't want to say for whatever reason Peter's holding himself back. Um, whether it's he's busy working on other things, trying to distract himself, or if he's just, you know, scared to start on something. You ever just, you know, this, not even in the review process, just kind of give him the kick in the ass and say, hey, dude, you keep talking about wanting to twerk. Get off your ass and do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if we've ever gotten to a point where we've had to do that necessarily. We've had, uh, now a real life scenario would be, but is like Peter with, with wanting to write articles and things like that. Okay. Uh, and I would say that the reason why I say we haven't really had that issue is because so far everybody that we've had, well, I don't want to say everybody, we've had some bad cases, which we can talk about later, but so far for the most part, people on Fridays are pretty, are pretty proactive and, and, uh, We'll, we'll do the things that they need to do uh, unless there's things like, like Corey has mentioned, unless we have things set up already within our task board that we need to share sure, sure. that for personal projects or things like that within the company. But otherwise most people are, are pretty proactive. They let us know, Hey, look, I really got, you know, I really got this article idea. I want to kind of knock out uh, and Corey will say, go for it. You know, just don't worry about anything else. Just go for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's usually the same thing with David, David with his, uh, principle and, and atomic, uh, you know, getting in there and learning the app and stuff like that. They're very proactive. Okay. Uh, so we haven't had to really come to that point and say, Hey, you know, you've been talking about this, do it. Most people do it. Now we've mm-hmm. had, had some instances where, you know, come Friday, people work hard for four days and then Friday we've had, you know, some people, who just uh, suddenly disappear and say they that. They kind of dis- disappear and go ghost. And Corey and I have done this remote work 
for a long time. And so we do know what ghost looks like because let's be honest, everybody who's done remote work has attempted to try to go ghost once or twice <laughs> in their life. Uh, well, I mean, and sometimes it, I'm not saying that that's appropriate, but sometimes that is needed. Yeah. But it's, it, it, as it's long like, as you tell people yeah. ahead of time, Hey, right, right. I need and, to and take I think, this. I think, I think that's why we have that open door. It's like, let us know. But, uh, we've had people that will on Fridays will disappear and not tell anybody and be gone all day long. Uh, and repeat it every Friday, every Friday, every Friday. And so when we see people abusing the Fridays, then we will address it at that point. And mm-hmm. we've had had to address it and say, look, Fridays are for X, Y, and Z. And this is what Fridays are for. And if we can't get people to comply to Fridays, then we have to drop Fridays. And So don't and, ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and don't ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> it, 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 it usually works itself out. Or we have to, you know, let somebody go because of it, because we don't want to ruin it for everybody else. But we try to give people the opportunity to say, hey, look, find something on Friday that you want to do. And if you don't, I mean, we have task lists of things that we need to do. Jump mm-hmm. on them and, and do those. And so there are some times I would say that we've had to kick some people in the butt and, and say, hey, you need to do something. But, really- but for the most part, the team that we have, they're so excited about Fridays that they themselves already have a task list of things they want to do. Uh, because you know they don't want to have to do it on the on the weekend or anything like that. They love having the the opportunity to do something on Friday like that. Right. Uh, so most people are very proactive. And what I what I've also noticed about you know the people that you know our team is that um, you know they're their own motivators, right? Like you know everybody is very very open with each other here. Um, you know, and our team members oftentimes more than not will motivate their their own you know motivate their own team and so mm-hmm. you know if uh you know peter will motivate david and david will motivate um you know philip and philip will motivate me and you know it's it's just like a cycle of things and you know every everything is is pretty pretty open and public and um you know especially things that we're working on internally and externally and so you know if there's ever you know a need of motivation our team members are typically typically very very good about motivating themselves and motivating motivating the people around them motivating the team members around them which is which is a very very good quality to have and so and that's also something that we look for uh in the hiring process as well it's like you know are 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 they like really 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 culturally fit here are they are they really culturally fit to to be a part of a team that requires that and that requires that constant, you know, motivation and requires that constant, like, you know, you did a really good job, pat on the back or, Hey, you know, this isn't very, this isn't very good. Like, I know that you can do better. Let's, you know, let's work together to make this better. And, uh, it's all a learning phase and it's all, and it's all a part of being a team. It's all part of being a, a, a quality team and, and quality designers. Gotcha. And I'm very good with a whip. So yeah. don't, I mean, that's true. Yes. I can, I can whip some anyway. I thought we agreed not to talk about what you do in the bedroom. <laughs> well, <laughs> the sad thing is Corey knows a lot about this too. So I'm not hundred percent sure where he's at during that time. <laughs> I think he's under the bed or uh, this might be going the wrong way. Okay. Anyway, it might be, <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably go back to topic. I'm, I'm going to let you take the reins. Go on. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing we didn't touch on, and I'm curious about this, is um, 
why the decision to have a completely remote team? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, remote is uh, here. Here's the initial state is, and it's kind of, it's, it's evolving itself as we, as we grow and as we learn, uh, in my opinions, some of the reasons why we decided to go remote was overhead costs. It's, it's a whole lot easier to, uh, for overhead costs to, to manage that, that team, sure. uh, to, uh, talent, uh, acquiring talent is a little bit easier if you not looking at one specific area and a lot of people don't want to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that aspect, remote seems to work out just fine. And we have written some articles on the joys of working remote and we, we still 100% back remote work. However, we are starting to find that for the creative industry, uh, remote is does have its challenges. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to find ways to fix those challenges. Uh, we have an office in Florida mm-hmm. and we have an office now in California. Uh, both of which we are looking at uh, bringing people on uh, to start filling up those offices. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're we're branching away from remote. Uh, I think we're going to try to find a fine line of kind of having both. Uh, for instance, if there's a really strong talent out there that's interested in working with us and we're interested in working with them, but they can't come to our location, then there might be something there that we can work with them and continue to do remote work. Uh, oh, well, I'm glad you're thinking of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cause we are looking at, we need a podcaster and one that has an engineering background. So, <laughs> I, uh, that's the thing is I don't have an engineering background. Well, you don't, but you work for an engineer. I company. do work for an engineer. Well, firm. See, My dad see. was an engineer. So I guess I do understand that. Part. <laughs> and see, that's, that's, we're looking for that specific talent. So, uh, but no, but, but we do that because I think some of the things we found out, which Peter, Peter can kind of agree to is we had a, um, a retreat at the Florida office and we brought everybody into the Florida office. Mm -hmm. And I think what we learned from that Corey and I is you just can't get away from that team collaboration. When everybody is together, uh, there's just some magic that kind of happens there. I mean, between the brainstorming, uh, getting ideas all over the whiteboards, just the, the team camaraderie, you know, whether it's ping pong, uh, you know, playing ping pong or drinking beer together or, or whatever, playing, you know, PS4 together or whatever it is, you know, heading uh, out to top golf. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and working, you got to throw work in there too. Yeah. But, but I think that you just can't get that through remote work. And I think with a creative agency, sometimes that is vital because you have to bounce ideas off people and it's so much easier to do it when you're in person. Sure. Uh, and so that is something I think Corey and I are really trying to build out is, to have that experience in these offices, uh, to build a better team. And, uh, like I said, I think remote is brilliant and I think it works and we'll probably still continue to have some level remote, but we are slowly starting to move into the fact of trying to have more in-house people than remote workers. Gotcha. So, you know, with that and, you know, with those retreats, you know, since you do still have a largely remote team, are you looking to up those retreats and make them, you know, more than once a year and just to have that in face, you know, 
in face in person. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, okay. you, know. you got my problem. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, I don't think I have your problem because I don't um, have a drink in front of me right now. And I would really, oh. like, I would really <laughs> like one. So <laughs> that could yeah, have gone yeah, two have, ways, no matter how I phrase that. So I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's another check take moment there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But having that in-person team building, are you looking to up that so you can, you know, get with each other in person? More often? Yeah, more often. I mean, we are looking to, obviously, the more FaceTime that we get with our team members, the better. Um, The more FaceTime that our team members get with our clients, the better, right? Sure. And so, like... Absolutely, we want to to have more retreats and we want to have, you know, more FaceTime and more get togethers and things like that. I think our annual retreat will still only happen once a year where we kind of get the team together. It's like a no work, like. Hence the word annual. Yeah, It's not going to be like, you know, (laughs) it's not going to be you know, multiple times a year, but you know, where we get the team together, where there's no work, there's no, you know, there's no stress or anything like that. It's just the team having a good time, um, you know, being in the company of each other and then just, you know, learning more about each other. Um, being remote is, is a very difficult thing to, to do, uh, especially when you have a team that's over five, right? When you have a team that's yeah. five people, it's very hard to manage that. Um, you've got, because not only are you working with remote employees, but you're also working with remote clients who oftentimes have remote employees that you have to work with. And so it makes the challenge of completing successful projects that much more difficult. And so, um, I think that, you know, ultimately like what Jarrett said, you know, we want to, we want to have, you know, remote workers because the challenges of hiring really, really good talent, um, are, you know, that that's, it's just a challenge in itself. Uh, sure. Hiring really good talent that wants to move, you know, you want to uproot somebody from their, you know, where they live and where they have friends and family and oftentimes kids that go to school, you know, you yeah. uproot them to, you know, come work for your studio or work for your agency or work for your product company. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a difficult task to complete. And so, you know, I think that, that, you know, you'll always have some aspect of remote working. Um, but, you know, we definitely want to bring more in-house people. Um, you know, we want to work more closely with clients uh, in our office and our clients want to work closely with uh, our team members in our office. And so, you know, bringing them all under one roof essentially would be the the final goal, you know, of, of, of our remote relationship. But obviously, you know, you're never going to be able to get around having a, having some sort of remote in your team somewhere. I mean, if you, sure. you want to have like really good talent, that's what, you know, that's oftentimes well, that, what you have to do. That's the biggest hiring challenge is for, for us, uh, you know, whether you're, you're remote or, you know, shifting to, to, to trying to get more people in house. I mean, the, the reality of it is if, if you're not a company that's looking to hire junior level uh, people and you, you want to hire senior level staff, the fact is that statistically, those are generally going to be a little bit older uh, in age and experience. And at that point, too, more people are married or have kids or mm-hmm. own a home or something. And it it proposes a, a different challenge to to get somebody to move out to you know Florida or California or Texas to kind of the HQs we've got set up. 
um, it's different. So I don't know. Then, it's really easy to get old people to go to uh, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I think the hardest challenge is for Houston. And it's just me because let's face it, nobody wants to come here. Uh, if I was in Dallas or Austin, that might be a different story. But Houston is, I mean. Well, so Houston's such an industrial town. I mean, granted, isn't Houston like the fifth largest city in the U.S.? But it's such an industrial town that it makes that tough. Yeah. Houston's it's like the armpit like, of the United States. Thank you. Oh, that's Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey. Uh-oh. Well, there goes those listeners. <laughs> oh, they've heard the jokes before. What are the states with the worst weather that somebody's most likely to want to move away from? <laughs> well, I oh, mean, yeah. if you were to think about that, that would be like, you know, Washington state where the drizzle is just constant and it's always gray. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but at least you got something going so on. So now I've alienated another state. Yeah, very, man, you're, you're really killing our listeners here. Yeah, so. we only have uh, 48 more to go. Okay, okay. So. Well, I, I'll try to kill them here with my next crown of seven. So. So. Just give me a few minutes. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, another thing that I find interesting is, you know, you guys, while being remote, are – you primarily focus on, you know, websites and product development stuff. Um, has there been talk of branching out and going like much more mainstream full service? Definition of mainstream. Uh, traditional agency where you're bringing in more branding and advertising and, um, you know, marketing strategy gotcha. things. Well, we like do that. that. I mean, uh, just to not that extent, I would have to say, uh, which Corey can pick up after this, but we started with the idea of being a product driven company, uh, basically that we would, you know, really heavy UI work, mm-hmm. uh, and, and really focusing on product mobile and desktop product, uh, in in itself, that has branched out. Corey and I each have had, you know, we've done front-facing websites. We've done some level of marketing in the past and things like that. So sure. in of itself, our clients that we have had have kind of grown to, okay, well, we want you to do product. We want you to do our app or, or whatever it is. But now we also want you to start. We also would like for you guys to, to do some more marketing mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And so within, we've had the kind of, go in that direction regardless. So uh, we work with uh, Mike Jones a lot Mm -hmm. of times with branding and we do some level of marketing as well. And it is something that we are slowly branching into, but we're not trying to take that huge step yet because, you know, it's just not our our niche or our focus at the moment. But it is something I think that uh, we are starting to to get into uh, more and more, which is uh, we enjoy. Corey and I really enjoy anything design oriented or code mm-hmm. related, throw it at us and, and we're going to go at it full force. And that I think in the, in the end is what Masio is going to evolve into is going to be a full agency that can handle a little bit of everything that, that you're looking for. I mean, we'll have our strong points, right. sure, uh, but we'll also hire out teams uh, that are capable of producing what it is agencies. I mean, the companies are, are looking for, yeah. I mean, uh, whether it's photography or, or video or things like that. In the future, we'll have those. And well, right. So, so I mean, photography and video, while a lot of agencies have those, are still kind of specialized. Um, right. But you know, you have a lot of if you're doing if a company's coming to you and wanting to build out the, your 
their product side and their product side things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're looking at positioning and stuff like that. And they're needing advice on that. Is that something that y'all are comfortable with? Well, and I mean, I mean, here, here's the thing. Here's how, here's how I look at it in terms of branching out into other, into other services is that you're going to be successful at one niche, right? You're not, you're not going to be successful. I, I mean, at least I don't think that you're going to be successful at multiple niches. I mean, um, right, right. And I, and I'm not just to, sorry to cut you off, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting in a form of get away from what your core business is, but being able to, I don't know, offer more services without having to outsource things. Right. Just from a financial standpoint. I guess right. Yeah. And, and no, and that's, a, that's totally a valid point. Um, you know, we, we definitely want to have the team to, to back up that. And that, that's one of the, one of the main reasons, you know, why we, why we want to, to build a, a solid branding team around Mike Jones is because, mm-hmm. you know, we want, we want him to be able to, to encompass that whole entire um, that whole entire product service offering that Masio would have, right. Is that, you know, that's what Mike does that, you know, he's, he's an amazing, he's an amazing marketer. He's an amazing, he's an amazing at brand. Um, and that, that's what he does. And so when we created Masio, Jared and I knew that we didn't do that. We knew that we didn't do like, for, for instance, print design or, uh, we were good at websites, but we did, that's not what we really did. And so, um, you know, we built Masio, as Jarrett said, like with the vision of being a product driven company, like, you know, we help, uh, you know, we help companies design their products and help build their apps. And so, you know, we want to have that, we want to have the team members to be able to support clients that come in and ask for branding or ask for, for print media or ask for, uh, video and photography and, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I'm very hesitant as to going and expanding out too much from our design services because, you know, once, once we start doing that, we start, we start focusing on one over the other. Right. And, uh, okay. we start, we start getting into like, well, let's, let's, now we're getting more brand, like now we're building more websites as opposed to, uh, being in, you know, uh, seven month long UI project. And so, um, you know, I, I always want Masio to be considered a, a UI shop where we, we build, you know, web and mobile applications. Um, mm-hmm. but I do want, you know, to answer your question, I definitely want to have that support underneath us that if we do get clients that require branding or website design mm-hmm. or whatever, that we can, we can help them in some fashion. Sure. So, and, and that's what I was curious about because, you know, by no means, I mean, I think it's good keeping those core strengths because you don't ever want to dilute that niche that you're in. But, you know, being able to, you know, if somebody comes to you and, you know, in, the, in that product development sense and says, hey, we're developing this out. We know what we want it to do. We want it, We know what you we want you guys to do for us. We're still not sure how to position that or make that work to the public is that the, I, I think that's where i was going with that is that you know i, I think that's something that i like Corey said the entrepreneurial spirit of yeah designers. yeah that, that I, I thank think, you you phrased it much yeah, better than i mean would. we we jump in so here's a great example um i don't know if we can name the client so i won't but um let's call we, him steve yeah <laughs> yeah steve 
I want um, a dog named Steve. Okay. <laughs> so we, we went and, and engaged with this client and, uh, and kicked off a project. And, you know, we were telling them like, we're providing all these different ideas and solutions and kind of like poking holes in, in their product. And, and we kicked off on really like a UI refresh. Sure. And before we knew it, we became head of product for them and, and we were managing the product and um, really rethinking what it could be. Um, you know, I think that's part of the service that we offer is not, we're not people that know the tool. Um, you know, we're not, we're not folks that you hire because we know how to use sketch or Photoshop, but Uh we know how to make your product better. And we are going to constantly collaborate with you who know your product best, uh, along with joining our expertise in UI and UX and, and information architecture, et cetera, to deliver the best possible product and to take it further than, you know, probably what you came to the table with. Okay. That, and that, that's what I was curious about is, is being able to offer those services to make what they're coming to you for the best thing for them and for their clients or whatever it is right. that they're doing. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is in turn, the kind of user, we kind of tie that under the user experience aspect of it, but also consulting. I mean, our ultimate goal and what we do is, is to really guide them in a way that the design and their interaction with, with their clients uh, solves the problem that they're coming to us for. Uh, whether it's, you know, uh, more sales or fewer support tickets or things like that. Mm-hmm. How do we get there? And sometimes it's just not in design. Sometimes it's in uh, consulting and providing them other solutions, maybe other applications they need to utilize or things like that that could help their process. Uh, and so a lot of times we're involved in those uh, engagements as well. Yeah. And, and that's what I was curious about. So, um, you know, we're, we're kind of getting close to our time and I don't want to keep you all on too long. So, so let's keep going. Okay. It works yeah, for me. I mean, I still have another half bottle of crown to get through. So that's awesome. Right. Awesome. Um, so there's the friend of mine named Bill that I'd like to introduce you to when we get done with this. Um, Oh, Bill Gates. I would love to meet that guy. Yeah, that guy. That Bill. Yeah, that, guy. <laughs> that Bill. He, he like this Bill likes to not use his last name. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> people are going to come into this and just wonder what's going on. We were joking uh, beforehand of uh, about day drinking, and I teased him, uh, Jared, about it. So we're just continuing yeah, that joke a little. Brutally along. teased me. <laughs> ah, you gotta have thick skin. Or, or just another bottle so you can forget it. <laughs> I like that. I, I'll go with that. That one's more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, talking about kind of going back to the um, Fridays thing, um, you know, w- what's something that you guys have been working on? Or that that you can at least talk about? All right, who's going to jump in there? I don't know what I can Ooh, say. I- I can kind of jump in there and then Corey can jump in or uh, in case I say something wrong, which I normally do. Uh, (laughs) Right now we are actually working on, which we're kind of stoked about. We're working on a personal project. We don't want to give the name away or anything like that, but it's actually, uh, I can't really give too much of it away, but it's actually something. It's a wonderful tool for designers. Yeah. It's a a thing that does a thing. It's It's a a thing thing that does a thing thing for people that want to do a certain thing. So Awesome. It sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, no, so we're pretty stoked about it. I mean, uh, we're really enjoying it, uh, putting it together, and and really 
you know, trying to get something out there as an MVP for, for people to start beta testing and, and then taking that feedback and, and reapplying it. Uh, and so that's something that we are actually heavily working on on Fridays. Actually, it's Corey and I are also working on that kind of during the week as well mm-hmm. uh, to try to get things kind of put together with it. But uh, I don't know what else I can say about it in terms of that. I'll let Corey kind of take it from there. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably start having some information leaking out. Probably soon. by the time this goes out, well, I mean, we might even be in beta by that point. But um it's it's essentially one of those you know hey we've got uh, uh, something that we want to exist and we think there's a need for and we're building it and that's that's really fun. Yes, Corey, would you like to be uh, equally as vague? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's going to be an app for you know, like they said, for designers. It's going to help the design community, but it's not only going to help the design community. It's also going to help. Uh, companies build better products. Companies build bigger visions and bigger ideas. Um, it, you know, it's it, it's really cool to also work on it with the team too because we're exploring technologies that you know are are new to us as well, such as you know Angular for the front end and Sinatra for the back end with you know uh, a Ruby Ruby app and you know working with different APIs and things like that. And so. Uh, it's it's been really awesome to to get in here with the with the team and and work with them to you know just see these ideas come to life and see these and and how it, how much it's going to benefit uh, designers and design agencies and even freelancers and clients of freelancers and product companies. I mean, it's it's I really think that it's going to be a um, a product that's going to change a lot of product discovery. Um, it's going to be a product that's going to change a lot of initial, you know, f- you know, initial uh, feedback from from designers and initial feedback from mm-hmm. clients. And it's it's just I think it's going to be a, a really, really big product in the design world. I, I think it's going not only in the design world, but uh, very big in the design world um, and, you know, hopefully equally as big in the, in the product world and in the corporate world as well. And now in your best Donald Trump impression, can you say it's going to be huge? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I just felt that yeah. sentence needed to be capped off with that. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Huge. I don't know. huge. Big gold-plated, 9,000-point type. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to make design great again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be the title of the podcast episode. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think I'm that, I think with, <laughs> you know, I, th- I think that's a good place to, <laughs> to wrap things up. So yes. let's, uh, why don't we go around the table real quick and, you know, tell everybody where they can, uh, find you, um, individually and, uh, find out more about Masia. Why don't we start with you, uh, Corey? Cool. So I am on the Dribble World at uh, dribble.com forward slash Corey Made. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. Um, I don't actually tweet a lot, but um, twitter.com forward slash Corey Haggard. Um, that's pretty- you know, you can just say at Corey Haggard. At Corey Haggard, yeah. At Corey Haggard. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> I don't tweet, man. I don't tweet. I don't know. What you, it is. you see, I this, this is moment. proof that you live with old people in Florida that you felt that you had to give out the entire thing. Oh man, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> it said HTTPS. What's the S again? Slash slash. <laughs> yeah. So um, at Corey Haggard on uh, <laughs> and uh, at Corey Mason. Sorry, I had to give you shit. <laughs> okay, man. I'm used to it. I get it from Jared all day. <laughs> and got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually part of our working agreement. Oh, okay, good. It's in the contract. Yeah, it's in the bylaws. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's there somewhere. I, I promise it is. Gotcha, Jared. Where can we find you? Uh, well, you can find me down at the local pub. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I am at uh, Twitter on at I am Jarrett and uh, on Facebook. Uh, at basically it's uh, simply Jarrett there mm-hmm. and dribble it's just Jarrett so I've got different names I need to kind of unify those so it's real simple to find but uh, yeah definitely go on there and I don't Twitter much on my Twitter I don't Twitter much <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Corey would like to say that I do that quite often but I don't but uh, no but yeah so that's my information and also the big one though is uh Basically, for Masio, it's everything pretty much is at Masio.com. Masio.co. Uh, Masio.co. Thank you. Peter. Lay off of Thank the crowd. Thank you for Lay off of the <laughs> <laughs> Back away from the cup. <laughs> and to clarify, it's Masio spelled out D-O-T-co. Yes, there you go. And uh, so you can find all of our, our goodness there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh Masio is on pretty much all of the social medias at Masio, if I remember correctly, right? At Masio D O T C O. Oh, okay. That's where yeah. you were going. Okay. Yeah, we we kinda unified it. That one's unified kind of so we we're kinda that's how you can kind of find us. So yeah. and my stuff is super easy. You can find me uh, on We're done now, right? We don't <laughs> Peter, you already have your own separate episode that you got to plug. We do. Uh, Nobody cares. Nobody. Okay, go ahead, Peter. No, I'm easy. It's all uh, at Peter Del Tondo and uh, Del Tondo tacos, Snapchat, whatever else there is. I'm not usually on much of it because I'm working, but uh, you can follow me there. So does it not sound good? There should be like a Del Tondo Taco Hut or something. I mean, or Del Tondo Pizza Shop. I mean, that name, you've got to take that name and do something with it. It's its screaming food. Peter, you can take this up with HR later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I love it, though. Del Tondo. we got to get you guys out here to California. My wife and I will make homemade pizza for you, and we will probably open up a restaurant. Oh, we're coming. We're coming. Jerry and I are definitely on our way. Hey. Yeah, we're on our way, and we will invest in that restaurant. <laughs> um, um, do I, I don't have much to invest, but I'll at least buy a pizza or ten. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have much to invest either, but uh, you know, five dollars here and there gets you what at least one percent equity or something. A slice yeah. of pizza. <laughs> a slice of pizza. Oh, good, that's an expensive piece of pizza. Not really. I guess it's no, pretty not cheap. really. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway. Anyhow. All right. So we uh, we end every uh, podcast by saying uh, go out and hug some necks, which is just kind of I, I know Peter understands it. And I'm sure you guys have been filled in being around Mike, but it's just it's that going around, make new friends, be good to people, 
say hello. So would you mind uh, taking us out, Jared and Corey? Taking us out. Okay, you're going to have to say that one more time, buddy. Yeah. Just say go out and hug some necks. (laughs) Oh, go out and hug some necks. Go out and hug some necks. Go out and hug some (laughs) necks. Go out. Make make design better again or great again. There you go. Exactly. Make design great again. That's right. I feel like I need to start ending the podcast with that. Make design great (laughs) again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Heck yeah. I I think it's a t shirt, man. Yeah, we're going to change the t shirt. Absolutely. I I demand 10% equity in that. (laughs) (laughs) So he can buy a pizza. Exactly. So I can pay pizza for the. It's, it's full circle, man. It's the it's the circle of life. So. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I feel like uh, hopefully we uh, put out some. I don't know what we did on this podcast, but it was fun. find out more about Masio on Twitter at Masio.co. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with the guys. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and our new Facebook page at Creative SO Pod. And follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Creative South GA or over at CreativeSouth.com. And I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribble, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to head over to CreativeSouthGA.com right now to pick up your tickets for Creative South in April of 2017. We're looking forward to seeing you there and hugging some necks. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at patreon.com slash creative south. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks. <laughs>